Feliz Navidad. El tema central que recorre, recorre todas las lecturas es la fe en el Señor que obra, obra a través de un niño. En la primera lectura escuchamos acerca de la promesa de Dios de que Abraham tendrá un hijo incluso en su vejez y su esposa será estéril. Este heredero es esencial ya que Dios le dio a Abraham la promesa de que todas las naciones serían bendecidas a través de su descendencia. La fe de Abraham en la promesa de Dios comienza temprano. Si miras de cerca el capítulo 15 del libro del Génesis, cuando Dios le pide a Abraham que cuente las estrellas, si puede, ¿sabías que en realidad era de día afuera? Las estrellas están en el cielo, incluso si él no las puede ver. Así como Abraham no puede ver las estrellas, pero ellas están allí. También hay un que no puede, pueda ver a sus descendientes, descendientes. Debe confiar en Dios que estarán allí. Lo que sabemos sobre la ciencia moderna, el pedido de Dios a Abraham, es aún más interesante. Hay una estrella en el cielo, el sol, que representa a Isaac, el hijo de Abraham, así como a la descendencia a través de la cual todos los pueblos serán bendecidos. Jesucristo, el hijo de Abraham, Hijo de Dios. Abraham será probado aún más en su fe en las promesas de Dios cuando se le pida que ofrezca a su hijo. Como dice la segunda lectura, Abraham incluso tenía fe en que Dios podía resucitar a alguien de entre los muertos. No importa que Dios sería fiel a sus promesas. Ahora llegamos a la presentación en el templo. Tanto el profeta Simeón como la profetisa Ana esperan con fe al niño al que cumplir, cumplirá las promesas. Específicamente, Simeón relaciona al niño con el cumplimiento de las profecías de Isaías, casi textualmente, cuando dice, Mis ojos han visto la salvación 
que has provisto a los ojos de todo pueblo una luz para revelarte a las naciones y la gloria de tu pueblo Israel. Simeón tiene fe en que este niño es el que revelará la gloria de Israel al mundo y traerá, traerá la salvación a todo pueblo para ser una luz de revelación a los gentiles. ¿De qué salva a Israel este niño Jesús y a esas naciones? No de la ocupación de los romanos, sino de nuestros pecados, la muerte y el poder de Satanás y el reino del infierno. María y José muestran la misma fe y expectativa en su Hijo. Lo que es increíble es su respuesta a quién es este niño. Jesús no es criado en un palacio ni siquiera en el templo. La forma en que María y José crían a su Hijo, que es Dios, es simplemente estando presentes. Padres, en virtud del bautismo de, tus, de sus hijos, se han revestido de Cristo. Están siendo formados en Cristo incluso ahora. ¿Qué más es ser santo sino convertirse en alter Christus, otro Cristo? Tener la misma fe que Abraham, Simeón y Ana, en que Dios será fiel a sus promesas para un padre significa estar presente y trabajar con la gracia de Dios que llama a su Hijo a ser santo. Estar presente para cenar con la familia. Invitarlos a interesarse por sus pas pasatiempos o pasar tiempo con ellos durante su tiempo libre. Después de todo, no es sorprendente que a Jesús la agradara ser llamado el hijo del carpintero. José le enseñó a su hijo su oficio, trabajar con madera y clavos. Y con madera y clavos, su Hijo salvó al mundo. Que Dios les bendiga junto a su familia. Our readings today focus on faith in God's promise, especially given to us through a child. In the case of Abraham, it's very interesting in the story, if you look at chapter 15 of Genesis when God says, number the stars if you can, so shall your descendants be. What's interesting is God actually says that during the daytime. 
The sun's still out. There are no stars to be seen. But it takes faith for Abraham to realize, even though I can't see the stars, I know that they're there. So will my descendants be, even if I can't see a single one. But of course, with our modern science, it's very interesting because there is one star in the sky at that time. It's the sun itself, which represents Isaac, but even more so Christ, the true descendant of Abraham, through whom all nations will be blessed. Abraham has faith in this promise that God will bless all nations through his descendant, through his offspring. Again, Abraham exhibits this faith when he's willing to offer his son up to the Lord. And in the letter to the Hebrews, it says, Abraham was willing to do this, knowing that God's promises would still come through Isaac because Abraham believed that God could raise one even from the dead. This is the sort of faith Abraham exhibits. We see this same faith with Simeon and Anna at the presentation, awaiting the Christ child. Simeon's prophecy about one who reveals is a light of revelation to the Gentiles and salvation for all the nations and the glory of your people Israel, it's almost a direct quotation from Isaiah 49, talking about the servant who will reveal the light to the Gentiles and the salvation to the nations and the glory of the people Israel. And these words, they mean not only the salvation of Israel, but also the salvation of everyone. And of course, the word Jesus, Jesus, it signifies victory, salvation. That's what the word means in Hebrew. It's the same word. Jesus y salvación es mismo verbo, mismo palabra in hebreo. So it's interesting that this salvation is given to the nations. And it's salvation not from Roman occupation, but salvation from sin, from death, and from the kingdom of Satan. It's all of those things. So this pattern, this theme of faith in God's promise in the gift of a child goes through all of our readings. And then we come to Mary and Joseph. It's interesting what the response is to receiving the Christ child. Mary who conceived the child and then Joseph who's the foster father. Their response to this child is not to put him in a palace. They don't have that ability. It's not to cater to whatever advanced delicacies he desires in terms of food or whatever it is. That's not the concept of God that we have. Rather, they're present to him. We don't hear much about Mary and Joseph's life of Nazareth, but we know it's rather ordinary. It's not recorded in scriptures except that Jesus was referred to as the carpenter's son. So parents, your own children are baptized. They are being formed into Christ as we speak. What is it to be a saint other than to put on Christ, to be more conformed to Christ, to the point that we say of us who are baptized, we are alter Christus or other Christs. That's the whole point of baptism. So in a sense, your vocation is very similar to Mary and Joseph. You have a child who has divine life within them. And your job is to foster that divine life, to work with God's grace within that child and not inhibit the grace of God 
working through them, making them holy, making them other Christs. And one of the best ways to do that is to be present in the ordinary circumstances of life. That means family dinners. That means taking some of that free time and spending that time with your children especially. And it's also introducing them to your various interests and hobbies. I think we take it for granted. We think, well, maybe my kids won't be interested in this. Well, they're interested in you. So they're interested in the things that you do. So invite them into that world, into those hobbies. It's so interesting that Joseph taught Jesus how to work with wood and nails. And with wood and nails, Jesus saved the world.